0: Have you ever wondered why after doing your very best as a parent, your kids often choose to go down the wrong path? (laughs) Well, don't be discouraged. God was the perfect parent and had the same problem with his children, Adam and Eve. Listening today as Pastor Rander explains this phenomena in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Number two, why do we yield to temptation? Because we shift our focus from the word and allow our minds and our lives to be distracted by noise, by technology, and by business. That's, that's why we yield to temptation. We shift our focus from, from what? The word, and allow our minds and our lives to be distracted by noise. It's a noisy world, and some of you have noise. You're enveloped with noise in the car. And with your iPods and all the gadgets and all the stuff you have, you love your noise. You wake up with noise. You go to bed with noise. You like to be around noisy people. The louder, the better. You hate quietness. You hate solitude. You like it noisy in the house because you're afraid that you might hear God if you get quiet. (laughs) Technology gets in the way and causes you to yield to temptation. You can be so technology driven. Now we need technology, technology is good and I'm a firm believer you ought to work smarter and not work harder. But listen, you have to keep technology in its place. You cannot let technology take over you. You can't live on the email. And, and live constantly on the internet and the tweets and all the iPhones and iPads and all the gadgets and you, you got all this stuff hanging off of you. Everything is jingling and ringling and reminding you of all this stuff so that you can't even think anymore. You don't even know your name. You can't dial one number by memory and you're losing your capacity to think because that technology is thinking for you, there's a dumbing down of society. Yeah. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To the point that you bring it to church, and your cell phone is going off in church, and I'm not going to say nothing because you're already embarrassed enough when it go off. I don't need to pile on it. <laughs> But why do you have to have your cell phone on in church? Why do you need it on? Why, are you that important? Why can't it stay in the car? What did you do 20, 30 years ago? You came to church and joyed God without all the gadgets. You, you, I mean, you were just fine. Some of y'all have a heart attack when you, you accidentally leave your cell phone at home. And sometimes God moved you to forget so, so, so that you can realize you can function without the cell phone. Huh? And you know, and you would be surprised, people right in church. I've done this test. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let me just do it right now. How many of you have sat in church and you've texted on the phone? And it was totally unrelated to what you were doing in worship service. Let me see your hand. If you're honest enough to raise your hand. Don't, come on. Don't be. I mean, look at that hand. Just raise them on up. Just keep them up. Huh? Just keep them up. See that? Th- thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for it. How many of you got your cell phones right now? Wait wait, wait. wait. Just wave them. Wave your cell phones. Just wave them. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to But Come on. Just wave. Don't be hiding. Wave it. Wave it. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you so much. You know, you know, the house is full of phones. But you know, but, but you know what? I w- Listen, I wouldn't wave my phone and can't wave my Bible. Thank you. Look at them Bibles coming up now. That's right. You ought to be able to wave. You ought to be able to do a Bible wave. There is no substitute for the Bible. Let me tell you something. Folk ought to see you come to the church with your Bible. Your Bible in your hand, it arrests attention. I dare you to put that Bible on the, on the desk in your office. I dare you to walk to church with your Bible if you're walking distance. I dare you to have that Bible open on a plane it, it, uh, while you're traveling. It gets the attention like technology can't do. Huh? And then you know why y'all yield to temptation? You yielded to temptation because of business. You are too busy. You, you, you zip and zap and go. You can't be yourself still for 20 minutes. Matter of fact, you, some of y'all are so antsy and jumpy, you can't even teach your children how to be still and just be quiet for 30 minutes. Huh? And, and, and what I'm saying is, why are you always in the go mode? There are people who come to church and they can't worship God because they got a clock on the worship. Well, you know, I've been here one hour, he's gone a little over. And they, they, but yet you can go see the Spurs lose a game in the last second and you can't get your money back. Huh? You got to pay parking. You got to pay for them expensive peanuts. You got to pay for those drinks. You got to pay for all that stuff. And then watch them lose. I mean, the stars don't even play. They hurt. Huh? You're always going to go. And then when, it's t- when we send an invitation for someone to come to Christ, we're saying, come up here and receive Jesus. And then you tipping out. And then some of you have to dash the tip out with your hand up. What in the world are you doing? Don't raise your hand up. You Don't walk out. We already see you. Don't put your hand up too. I don't know what that's supposed to do. I guess you're saying, excuse me. <laughs> Listen, you ought to love the The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the what? To the house. You ought to be so glad to be here until you regret when you have to leave. Some folks tip out because they want to get the head of the line, uh, you know, because they want to get out the parking lot sooner. And somebody next to you is suicidal, depressed, going through challenging time, and you didn't even look them in the eye and say, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? Because you're always in the go mode until you miss your opportunities to be a blessing to somebody that's behind you, on side of you, or in front of you to the glory of Almighty God. So you will yield to temptation if you don't get a handle on noise, technology, and business. Why do we yield to temptation? Number three, by having a mindset that the end justifies the mean. I don't care how I get to the end, long as I get there my way. For example, you are tempted to get revenge when someone else has wronged you. Let let me tell you something. you got to realize that it's just not how you get to the end, it's the process uh, that gets you to the end. Is that honorable to God? Are you cheating to to pass that course? You know, and all those kinds of things. There, there's so much cheating that's rampant. Tempted to cheat is so pervasive in our society, in the school system, uh, with our children, and with our adults on taxes and all of these things. Number four. Why do we yield to temptation when we fail to allow the Holy Spirit to control our fleshly appetites? We succumb to our fleshly desires and yield to temptation. Why do we yield to temptation? I'll repeat it again. When we fail to allow the the who Holy Spirit to control our fleshly appetites, we succumb to our own fleshly desires and yield to temptation. Listen, if you don't get your flesh under control, that that unredeemed humanity, that aspect of part of us that desires uh, to go against the word and will of God, then we are destined to yield to temptation. We have to buffet our body like Paul told the church of Corinth. We have to get the flesh under control. It desires to do against what God has commanded. And uh, it desires to overeat. It desires, your flesh desires to lie and, and to deceive and to play games and all of this. So if you don't get your fleshly appetites under control, you'll find yourself yielding more and more to temptation. Why do we yield to temptation by allowing your eyes to see and your ears to hear things that are contrary to the word and will of God. By allowing your eyes to see and your ears to hear things that are contrary to the word and will of God. Listen, we need to go off what we put before our eyes. Pornography is rampant, even in the lowest church. And I know I'm talking to somebody here. If truth be told, you've been dabbling in pornography and your wife don't even know. Or your brother don't know, or your sister don't know. And there are some things you're doing in the, doing the secret, but what's done in the secret will come to the light, and there will be an outward revealing of what you have done. You will not, you may sin, but you're not going to get away. Be sure your sins will find you out. And, I, and listen, you'd be surprised how many women are delving into uh, pornography as well. It's demeaning, it, it, it devalues sexual, your sexuality, uh, it uh, says it to exploit you. It, 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 it is, it is it's exploiting the gift of sex that God has intended between a husband and a wife, male and female, to the glory of Almighty God. And so what you're doing, you're contaminating yourself and you're doing things that war against the soul. You have to be careful what you listen to, what you put in your hearing. You ought not be listening to music, whether it's rap music or any other kind of music that's devaluing women and talking about cop killing. And talking about murder and rape and and, and, and and causing, you know, these kinds of things. You have to guard yourself against that. Because if you you taking that stuff in, and after a while, what's coming in is going to what? Come out. It's going to come out. Uh, number six, why do we, I'm almost done. Why do we yield to temptation? Why do we yield to temptation? By having ungodly influences in your life through the company you keep. By having ungodly influences in your life through the company you keep. First Corinthians 15, Don't be fooled by those who say such thing for bad company corrupts good character. You know, you say, yeah, but that's my sorrow. Listen, if they talk, if they're hellish, you need to break off. I don't care if they're your fraternity. They can be Omega sci-fi, They can be stomping, stomping and jumping and climbing, all that kind of stuff. Listen, they're going to stomp you on the hell. <laughs> You, you got to watch it when they Masonic. That's my this. That's my that. Uh, even if it's your relative, if your your cousin and your uncle and your siblings, if they bring the worst out of you, then you need to uh, listen. You need to pull away and pray. Well, I got to hang around my cousin. Families ought to be together. Yeah, but not to the detriment of your spiritual life. Every Christian needs to know that Satan's primary objective is to destroy the kingdom of God. He uses lies, misdirection, and temptation to accomplish this goal today and has done so since the dawn of time. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to teach regarding this issue in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I used the illustration this morning. I'm going to say it now because I owe you that. Uh, uh, I was going to a Bible conference in Los Angeles, California, many years ago. And, um, and so me and, me and one of the preachers, it was a whole slew of preachers that was going to come. But we went ahead to be the scouts and to get the hotel lined up and to get the buses and get all these things lined up, you know, get there early. And so I said, well, you know, I need to go to my uncle so-and-so's house because I hadn't seen him and he's in the Los Angeles area. Here I am with all my bags and Bible and my conference stuff. And so we go to my uncle so-and-so's house, my daddy's brother. And I seen several years, because I just wanted to see him. And we got in there, me and the, me and the other preacher, and I went. <laughs> I spelled marijuana. The how the order walked in, because he didn't know I was coming. And the, the, the order was all in the house. It was all in my clothes. And he, passed. pastor, Pastor the pastor of Maranatha Bible Church, he just stunk up with marijuana. (laughs) Now, you know, now, now I'm, I'm telling you something. Now, what if there was a sting operation and they happened to come in at that time? (laughs) I'm fresh in from, from Los Angeles, I mean, from, from San Antonio for a Bible conference. I stopped to see my long lost uncle I hadn't seen. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, I'm going to tell the cops when he come in, well, you know, sir, uh, I just came from, San Antonio, and I'm a pastor of Maranatha Bible Church, and uh, this is not my, I'm, I'm, I'm I just drop in. <laughs> <laughs> Mug shot time. And them mugs, pictures, and, and can you see, y'all, and y'all looking on the internet, oh, Pastor Draper's on drugs. Oh, Ooh, oh, girl, have you heard? <laughs> Y'all know I'm not lying. Everybody in jail is not guilty. And a whole lot of them are. <laughs> there are. There are people who are innocent. I'd have been just as innocent as I could be. And it was nothing wrong with going to see my uncle, but I went at the wrong time, unsuspecting, got all that stuff in my all over me, and you know, I didn't touch it. I got out there as soon as I could. But what if that had happened? And, and my question, The bigger question is, when you found out about it and I come and let you know what happened, would you believe me? You know? So sometimes, as long as you don't have no, no dirt on you and don't have no baggage, people say, well, I got a wonderful pastor. But when it's time to really, uh, when test times of testing, you say, you know, I know he wouldn't do that, and I know he's telling the truth. I knew it all the time. <laughs> Girl, he couldn't fool me. (laughs) You forget every baby I bless. Everyone, you forget everybody I baptize. You you forget all the good things we've done. done, just all out the window. And that's the time for me. You know, I just wonder, what would you have done? Would you really believe me or would you have... um, Sometimes people get themselves in situations, and they're as innocent as they can be. they just in the wrong place at the wrong, even people like at the movie theater that was shot up. I mean, they, you know, made their mind up. They were going to that midnight show on the Batman. Remember that? And uh, they were innocent. They were, same thing. Really, it's the same thing. And they end up getting killed from a movie theater. They had no idea. They didn't go to jail. They went on to heaven or hell. But that can happen to all I'm saying. This can happen to any of us. And Watch the company you keep. I don't care if it's your homeboy from the hood. If he's not living right, get away. She's not right, get away. Why do we yield to temptation? If everyone else is sinning, then I can do it and get away with it. If everybody's going to hell, you're going to go too? Everybody's gonna jump up a cliff. You gonna jump too? Listen, you can't do something because everybody else is doing That's it. Right. You need to have your own mind for Christ. Right. You can't be. You need to be the head and not the tail. You need to know right from wrong and and stick with Jesus. Uh, 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 why do we yield to temptation? Because it feels good. You know, sin feels good. I mean, that's why they mess around. It feels good. And they do it one a time, they do it again out of wetlock and all that. It feels good! You know, if you like chocolate, you you, you eat it because you like chocolate. (laughs) You know, you're not going to eat squash if you hate it. (laughs) Huh? It feels good. But you, listen to me. Y'all listen to that. Oh, y'all listen to that. You can't govern your life by your feelings. (laughs) The word of God has to transcend your feelings because you can't trust your feelings, but you can always trust the word of God. A couple more and I'll be done. Listen, you know why he he tempts us? We're more inclined to yield to temptation when we linger too long in the place of temptation. We're more inclined to yield to temptation when we linger what? Too long in the place of temptation. Temptation. You are destined to fall into temptation when you spend too much time allowing Satan to talk to you. Eve allowed Satan too much access into her life, and she talked to the devil too long. And focus on the devil, why are you spending so much time trying to talk and fellowship with him? What what listen? What good does light have with darkness? When you entertain Satan, you allow yourself to be open to his satanic strategies. Sometimes even in prayer, we spend too much time dialoging with Satan. Many saints stop talking to God and st- stop talking to God and start talking to Satan in the same prayer. You talk, oh Heavenly Father, I need you, you talking to Jesus, and all of a sudden, Satan, I bind you. Satan, I loose you. Leave me alone, Satan. Satan, you—I mean, just Satan. Satan, say, wait a minute, you talking to Satan now? I, I, I thought you were praying to Jesus. You all say, Lord, I trust you even through this. And, and Lord, will you help me to do this? Lord, I'm going to hold on to your promises. Lord, 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 Lord. Not devil, 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 devil. Stop talking to the devil in your prayers. You can—that It's possible to do that in ignorance. Now finally, but not the least. Uh, Satan uh, so shrewdly disguises temptation that you don't realize that you are being tempted or even consider the consequences. That's a big one. That's the last point, but it's a big one. I want you to catch it. Satan so shrewdly disguised the temptation that you don't even realize that you're being tempted or even consider the consequences of the temptation. Let me, tell you what let me show you what I'm talking about. Let me give you some examples of subtle seduction in personal relationship. Look at the smooth lies of the devil. As some of y'all fall to it, and fall forward, and you end up in a mess. You better listen, young folk. I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. Old folk too. Okay. Here's some of in his personal relationship. I love you. You're the only one for me. And you find out later on if you marry, he's Playboy Tom. I will never hurt you, baby. If you love me, you will do it. Look at him lying. Then you got other temptations, temptations to leave your job for what appears to be a better opportunity with more money to the detriment of your family. You may get another job making more money, but will you have more family time and Satan destroys your family because you tried to make that extra dollar or uh, you have the get the get rich quick schemes in an attempt to get out of debt quickly, you succumb to a scam because you're so antsy to get out of debt instead of waiting on the Lord. Marketing schemes with too good to be true offers. That smooth devil would do that. To live above your means. The temptation to live above your means. You know you can't keep up with the Joneses. Your name Joneses. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> but The, the Joneses is not going to deliver you out your debt. Stay within your means. Drive Less on less. Fix O'Nelly up. That's right. You might need to do an overhaul and drive another five years. You can't afford that new car, and some of you don't even have the credit to get another car. Okay? And then, and, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the, The temptation to spend money that you don't have resulted in being so broke that you can't pay your bills and you can't give to the Lord. Some of you can't give to God the offering because you're too broke. You're too broke. Here's another one. Uh, another lie. If you take protective measures, you won't get pregnant. and We can do it anyway. Uh-huh. And then you blow up and you're pregnant. Or oh, that man dropping seeds everywhere, but not responsible nowhere. Look at, won't y'all say amen? amen. Protective measures, no. Listen, there's nothing like abstinence and it's nothing like obeying the word of God. Huh? Uh, you know, and let me, let me, let me deal with, let me deal with that pregnancy issue. Listen, and, and to give your children condoms and pills because you're going to do it anyhow. And so I'm going to give you this in case you do it. Listen, you lead them right into sin. You talk to them, you educate them, you be there for them, but you can't listen. And then you commit them to the Lord. You commit them to the Lord. Don't you give your child that stuff? They, they say, well, mama's saying I really can't hold myself, so I might as well go on and use what she gave me. And you part of the problem, mama and daddy. And, it's, and then worst thing, listen, then, then after the pregnancy come, then here you come. Well, now you're going to do like Adam and Eve. You're going to hide yourself behind, you know, the fig leaves. And you're going to hide yourself in the fruit b- bushes and all that. And so now you say, well, listen, let's go do an abortion so that we won't be embarrassed and so we won't have to afford this expense. And so you, you've sinned on top of sin, it's lie on top of lie, temptation on top of temptation. Now you got pregnant. That was one thing. Now you're killing a baby. That's another thing. And you still got to live with yourself. That's another thing. And I'm talking to somebody in here and God brought you here to hear this. Listen, you can't sin so greatly that the grace of God can't meet you in your point of need and save you by the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you've done such thing, you repent, tell God exactly what you did. Ask God to wash it with his blood and you go on and live life to the fullest, to the glory of God. You without sin, you cast the first song. Your sin may not be my sin. My sin may not be your sin. But all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And you can't sit here and tell me you don't have a skeleton in your closet. And we're sinners. Sinners have skeletons. But God can clean up every skeleton of your past and hush them devils that know about your past. You, uh, the, the, the devil says to people, you, uh, you won't get hooked. Go on, try it. Uh, Devil says to gay people, some some gays, uh, I was born this way. The devil says, if it feels good, it must be okay. You see, Eve did not realize who she was talking to because Satan had disguised himself to the beautiful creature uh, as a beautiful creature in the form of a snake. She was talking to the most cunning, crafty, subtle, corrupt, evil manipulator one could ever encounter. And you know something, just like she was talking to the devil and didn't know it, some of you have allowed, listen to me, I want y'all to listen to me closely, and I'm going to be preaching on this some more next week. Some of y'all have been talking to a devil and didn't know it until after the fact. Oh, she was pretty, and he was handsome. Oh, they had nice biceps. Oh, they were fine. Oh, they had a car. They had a good, they had a good talk, a good rap. They had some biceps. They had some muscles. And all of a sudden, you had a pretty devil or a handsome devil. And that person you allowed into your life, just like Eve, was the most cunning, crafty, subtle, corrupt, evil manipulator that you ever could encounter. And the truth be told, even today, you're still in uh, recovery Because of that devil that came into your life that you were betrayed by. And I know I'm talking to somebody here. God brought you here to learn his schemes so that you can live holy in an unholy word. But if you stay with the book, live by the book, and don't believe the words of men, believe the word of God, and God will lift you up. And he will keep you and he will strengthen you and he will help you to live holy in an unholy world and all god's his said, god bless you the bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god pastor rander reminds us that god hates sin and what his word tells us about sin and because of his goodness grace and mercy God forgives us when we sincerely repent and confess our sins. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.